0: Yo, today's QOD is don't be afraid of a little poop. (laughs) Here we go. to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. We've got Dr. Leo Buscalia back on the show with another powerful message of love. And what I love most about this clip is what he talks about toward the end. And that's the fact that conflict and frustration should be accepted as a part of life. You know, so often we want to wish all of the conflict away. We want to wish all of the obstacles away. We want everything to be so easy. But if we look back at our lives, at some of our happiest moments, our most triumphant moments, very often they have something to do with overcoming a conflict, about going through something that was frustrating, about overcoming a huge challenge, and it was through those challenges and through those conflicts and through those frustrations that we felt super happy because we overcame them. And so we just can't accept the good parts of life. We also have to accept the poop. Here's Leo.
1: The only thing you can give to anybody else, including those people you love with a passion, is what you are. So if you dedicate yourself to making yourself the most wonderful, the most incredible, the most unique, the most magnificent person there is, not to stand in front of the mirror, but to give it to everybody else. That's a beautiful goal in life. I want to give a perfect me. And so you really have to start that way. You know, it starts with you. And as much as you'd like to be somewhere else or someone else, you can't be. And so use what you have and the resources that you have to develop that and then give it away and find out what happens. There is someone for everyone. You may not be able to see it, but there it is. And then love learning. You know, there's so much in this world to know. We could live to be 5,000 years old and we would not know everything. And that's the joy. You can never be bored. Open the windows, open the doors. See like you've never seen. Touch like you've never touched. Smell like you've never smell, Taste like you've never tasted. Hug like you've never hugged. And then there's more, and then there's more, and then there's more. It's so wonderful. You know, I had a wonderful Papa. Many of you know that I wrote a lot of things about Papa. But Papa was an Italian immigrant. He could barely speak English. He worked hard all of his life. Um, he gave so much He gave love like I've never seen it. He used to give zucchini all the time. He had more zucchini. You know, my mother had to be the most creative cook in the world to cook zucchini in 10,000 ways. But Papa was so generous and he loved learning because he himself was denied formal learning, even though he was one of the wisest people I've ever known. He had only five years of education. But you know what he used to do, he says, to the greatest sin in the world, he used to tell his kids, and he had a lot of bambini. And he used to say, the greatest sin in the world is to wake up in the morning as stupid as you went to bed at night. (laughs) And so you learn all of my bambini must learn something new every day. We thought that stank. And we'd ask our friends, does your father insist you learn something new every day? They said, we don't even see our father. Well, we did, because Papa always said, nobody leaves the dinner table until we've shared. And so we'd sit there, you know, Mama would cook up these storms, uh, so much pasta you couldn't see your sister across the table. (laughs) And then you'd eat, and you'd drink, and you'd have a good time, and you'd talk, and nobody split. Everybody sat there, you know, and after it was over, He would go through this ritual of saying to each of his kids, what did you learn today? You know, and I remember when we'd get ready to go eat, we'd be in the bathroom washing our hands, and I'd say to my sister, what did you learn today? And she'd say, nothing. And I'd say, you better learn something. So we'd get the encyclopedia and we'd flip to something. And you you find something really world-shaking, like the population of Nepal is three million, blah, 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 you know. So you'd sit down and after it was over, Papa would push himself away from the table and he would look at his bambini. He'd look at us! You know, isn't it, you know, I'm convinced that we're all dying of loneliness because nobody looks at us. They look through us, they look around us, they look under us, they do things for us when all we really want to do is be seen. You know, Mama used to take our cheeks, probably in her hands like this, and she'd say, oh, you're so cute! She'd say, Mama, you're killing me! Why are you doing with this? Shut up! That was her favorite expression. Shut up, she'd say. I'm looking at you! You know, so Papa would look around at his Bambi, and he'd say, you know, I gotta look at you, he said, because you're all changing so fast that one day I won't even know who you are anymore if I don't look. And it's true. You know, in love class I used to have a simple exercise. Here we remember 20, 22-year-old university kids, and I'd say to them, What is the color of your mother's eyes? And you know that 80% of them weren't sure. 22 years, with this incredible woman, and they didn't know what her, the color of her eyes were. I'd say, go home, take her cheeks in your hands. What are you doing? Shut up, I want to look at your eyes, mama. <laughs> but anyway, Papa would stay there. He'd say, okay, he said, what did you learn? today, e Felice, which of course you know is my name. Hey, Felicia, what did you learn today? You'd say, the population of Nepal is 3,400,000. And nothing was ever insignificant for this man. He'd say, huh. (laughs) He'd say, he's crazy. I mean, I'm a crazy papa. He'd say, 3,400,000, but that's so wonderful. Then he'd say, mama, did you know that? And my mama sitting down at the other end of the table said, Not only didn't I know it, but I don't even know where the hell Nepal is. <laughs> you know, so we'd get an encyclopedia and we'd look it up. And the wonder is, is we were learning together. And I'm convinced that those people who learn together stay together. We were learning. And you know, even now, sometimes I work 97 hours a day. (laughs) And and I go to bed at night, and I'm just about ready to go to sleep, and I see Papa's face. And he says, hey, Felicia, what did you learn today? And I try to figure out what I learned. And if I can't learn it, usually I have to get up out of bed and get an encyclopedia and go to work. So never stop learning. And then, you know, love, frustration, and conflict too. We're a crazy country. If you're not giddily happy, there must be something wrong. Uh, you watch television, you know, people go insane over (laughs) post-toasties. They're just giddy over breakfast! And you wonder, what's the matter with me? Why am I not giddy over everything that's happening? Uh, And if you aren't happy, you immediately pop pills, you take drugs, you do all kinds of things to turn yourself on when there's so much stimulation you don't really need it. But accept frustration and conflict as a part of life because it is a part of life and a very important one. It's the part of life from which you will learn. You know, I had a wonderful little dog many years ago. His name was Fauxpots. And it was just that, too. He was a little white dog, and, and he was so brilliant. And, and you know, when I was housebreaking him, I just took him out in the garden, once we had a little doggy door, and I said, now, faux pas, the world is your toilet. <laughs> but not out there, you know, not in this house. And he understood, he said, you know, okay. And, uh, and so from then on, it was every time faux pas had to poop, it was through the door out in the garden. And then I, on Saturdays, which was one of my few free days, I had to get a rake and go out and clean up the poop. And I want to tell you, I didn't like that on Saturdays. I thought of a thousand other things I'd rather do. But faux loved it. <clears throat> and his tail went wag, you know, He was so excited. And uh, we'd go out. And you remember when you were a kid and you, were, you played that game, you're getting hot. You know, as you're getting closer to the desired thing. And he would tell me. I'd go toward the tree and his tail would start wagging. Come on, Leo, you're getting warm. You know, and so I'd, I'd get out there with the rake and it was always there. And so we were doing it. And one day he had me way in the back of the yard. You know, and I was saying, Fauxpas, this time you're altogether wrong. Oh no, the tail getting warmer and warmer. And I got back there and just as I was about to find it, I looked over to the side, and I saw a great big gigantic red rose. It looked like Italian velvet. I didn't even know it was back there. And all at once, it flashed in my mind, good grief. If it hadn't been for the poop, I never would have seen the rose. (laughs) You know, so don't be afraid of a little poop.
0: All right, friends, that was Dr. Leo Buscalia. His website is buscalia.com. If you want to watch that entire talk, it's a three-parter on the YouTube. It is called How to Love and Be Loved, Dr. Leo Buscalia, Part 2 of 3. That is it for me. I'll be back tomorrow with another QOD from Marissa Peer. I'll see you then. I'm out. Peace.